Hello, I'm Micah. And I am Aaron, and we are recording the WP Square One podcast, and we have Ben Pines here. He is the head of marketing at Elementor, the leading all-in-one design solutions for WordPress professionals. Ben, how are you doing? I'm fine. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Uh, What time is it over there? It's 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Okay. I might have miscalculated. I thought it was 3. So I'm but, after um, lunch. So I have energy. After lunch. All right. I'm, I'm drinking my first cup of coffee right now. So cool. Thanks for joining us. Let's just jump into who you are and what you do at Elementor. Well, I'm, uh, as you explained, I'm the CMO. Uh, basically, the person in charge of marketing kind of has the, the hands on every department. So we joked around uh, that uh, I'm... You can give me the title head of nothing because uh, it's it's pretty amorphic. I I do what's um, needed to get this, the the word out that Elementor is cool and good for you. So that's basically <laughs> good good for your health or good for your business or both. Uh, preferably both. <laughs> both nice. So yeah, with uh, Elementor, how many active installs do you guys have? We passed the million. I think it was a couple of months ago, and we're climbing now. When you pass the million, it's sort of a different calculation. So now we're like passing, we're in the, I think, close to the middle of the second page on the most popular plugins. So if you go to yeah, the most popular awesome. plugins, second page, I think we're down there in a good position and we hope to climb up. Soon. Yeah, that's awesome. You can't mention Elementor with at least uh, talking a little bit about, you know, other page builders uh, out there. And I know that, you know, that you guys surpassed uh, Beaver Builder um, recently, at least with the active installs, probably more than three months ago. I mean, it was probably a year ago or so. That's a big step to get into the million numbers. I know like, you know, you have very few that do that. You've got like a Kismet and Yoast Mike, any other ones that are like super popular? Yeah, probably, but uh, you hit the big ones, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, those are the big ones. But concerning Elementor, tell us about the company, how it, how it started. It started as a theme company, actually. It was, I think, five years ago. And the founders found out that having different, like, we had like 16 teams, did, this didn't give a logical solution because they want the the client the the designer needed the header from one team and the footer from the other and and so on and so on so there really was a great need for the tool to build actually the the website without having the restriction of any given theme so it's still accepted that if you need a website you're going to one of the you know marketplaces and search for the theme you're you're looking for but Actually, what we're trying to uh, change and what we've, uh, I, I would say, partly changed the, the culture where you actually want to create your own custom website that fits your own design. And that's how uh, we started working on, on the page builder. And so at the moment, so I know you have the, the free plugin, which is on WordPress.org, uh, but maybe explain a little bit about the pro version and what all that does. And Yeah, so... Actually, the free version is standalone. It can uh, help you create a, a full website. But the pro version is everything you need if you're a professional, you're creating website websites for a living. So it has everything from you know vital widgets like like forms and slides and also all the theme building capabilities. So you can create your header, your footer, 
your uh, single and archive pages. So if you're, uh, you need more than, you know, the small business site and the landing pages, you can use the, the pro version to create, you know, advanced uh, sites and everything you can imagine. You mentioned uh, forms. What type of um, integrations? Do, is it a form builder or does it just integrate with other existing form builders? Yeah, it's a form builder. And what's great about it, first of all, there's integration to, you know, all the um, CRMs and marketing tools like email marketing uh, services like MailChimp. And what's great about it is that you can actually design the entire, design and build the entire a form from the front end. So you don't go to the back end and do more guesswork and do the design separately, but you actually design, custom design your, your forms in the same place where you design your buttons, your, your headings, and it's an advanced form. It doesn't give you all the advanced capabilities like uh, gravity forms because most users don't need that capabilities, but it does give you an awful lot of customizations. Yeah, gravity forms has something like... 20 add-ons to, you know, for Constant Contact or MailChimp or PayPal Pro and all that stuff. So yeah, Gravity Forms is definitely intense. Yeah. So basically you can integrate to, if I'm not mistaken, nine or 10 different uh, email marketing and we keep adding more integrations to the form. So any service that you're using, you can integrate it it to the form and, uh, you know, build your uh, newsletter subscription uh, list and so on. So in that area, you're covered. If you're talking about a more sophisticated, like conditional or, or um, surveys, then I would use a, a dedicated form builder. Yeah, that makes that makes sense. Use the word custom. So what do you guys do when it comes to custom uh, post types and stuff like that? Is there some type of integration within there? Yeah, we just did a month where we focused on actually, because we saw great potential with this integration to ACF toolset and pods and other uh, custom post type plugins. So we actually put out a lot of tutorials and explanations how to use Elementor in relation to that. So when you're building sites, let's say a movie review site, and you're creating the custom fields uh, through ACF, in the past you had to translate everything you built in ACF to code, uh, put it in your uh, you know theme files, and now you actually don't have to do that. You you're, you design the, the template with Elementor's Team Builder, the single or arch, archive uh, templates, and then dynamically integrate all the custom fields. And this gives you a great opportunity to build advanced sites with custom custom fields integrated, and you can control and manage a large portion of your uh, pages from single templates. And it's all dynamically built. Uh, every page has, you know, if it's a, a movie site, the review, uh, the, the IMDb uh, rating, and et cetera, every, everything can be made dynamically. And are these particular post type integrations part of the free plugin or is this part of the paid version? That's the pro, yeah. And I was it's looking at the- this the other day. So I think you, uh, you also have an integration with pods. Is that right? Yeah. So page builders... I think a lot of people started off playing around with uh, Visual Composer and then switched away from that. It was probably five years ago or so. But one of the things we're doing, we meaning 
<laughs> people that are using uh, page builders, we're now able to edit the header and footer versus your know, visual composer basically modified the content. And I think probably all the other page builders, you know, that's the first thing they do. Can Elementor modify the header and footer or is that built in in the free version or the pro? Well, we started out uh, also focusing on the content because that's the uh, easiest place to begin. And that's still the case for the free plugin. Uh, and for the pro, we expanded uh, Elementor to cover uh, the header, footer, single archive, all the areas of your website pretty much. Now you, you can also have access to your WooCommerce product pages and product uh, archives. So for each of these uh, templates, you get a specific set of of widgets and solutions to help you uh, design it better and get all the flexibility you need. And uh, for if we, we take WooCommerce, for example, that's a huge deal because, again, there was no way to do that visually before. And even if you did it with code, it will, you ran the risk of uh, you know do, doing something wrong with, uh, with the code and ruining your uh, website. So it's much more... Uh, stable in many ways to create those templates through Elementor. That'll be nice because I know anytime I do WooCommerce, I have to copy some templates from the WooCommerce site, put them into my theme and then modify them. So this, this allows us to modify those or not those templates, but basically able to modify them without code. Correct. Yeah, and what's uh, another point that's important here is that you can actually create multiple uh, versions of the template. So you can have different headers, or if you, you're designing, you have a magazine site and you want a different blog post design per category, you can you know designate a color per category. And we, we've built the theme builder in a, in a smart way with conditions. So after you design it, you actually you decide which conditions it will apply on. So you finish designing your uh, single uh, single template, and then you can decide, okay, this will apply only to categories of a certain uh, type or you know, a certain tag or et cetera, a certain post type. To clarify or take it kind of like more of a simple use case here, you could, with Elementor, select let's say someone has a blog post and they want the header to be different just in the blog area, Elementor can do that, right? Yeah. Exactly. You After you finish the, the header design, you set the conditions to apply to your single posts or your, meaning your, your blog and yeah. Yeah, that's super powerful. Just a lot of people don't want to go in, jump in, edit code, create a you know, a PHP file, basically. So makes sense. Yeah, and what we found is that, uh, this is uh, what we recently found is that some of the areas of your website, people are so used to working in a certain way that you really have to, from a marketing perspective, you, you really have to sort of, uh, you know, uh, push the nail there and, and pump pump it through every way you can, meaning uh, show the, the, the users uh, every step of the way and in various ways so it will sink in and people will understand what the, this new process allows them to do. And that's actually what we've been trying to do uh, recently. 
Awesome. Um, <clears throat> so with the imminent release, I guess, of Gutenberg coming, coming up soon, what, um, what types of, uh, uh, well, I guess, what, how are you guys handling Gutenberg and what can, you know, people expect in that regard? Yeah, so we're very excited about Gutenberg. We think it's a it's a great uh, next step for WordPress, and we're doing everything uh, uh, to to examine the ways we can um, um, integrate with Gutenberg. And we have uh, several directions. Some have already been implemented. Uh, you know, switching back and forth, and w- what exactly in Gutenberg will appear in Elementor and what will appear in Elementor in Gutenberg. So there are many ways that the the two editors can work uh, together. We still see, you know, a a huge difference in terms of what the destination of each uh, solution offers. So we keep developing Elementor as the design tool, the, the tool that every professional needs to have. And in my view, Gutenberg will... Uh, is more suited, you know, for bloggers and content creators, and it's a great tool. And it's, I think, it's great that it's oriented towards this thing because, uh, uh, you know, thirty percent of the internet are uh, using WordPress, and a small portion of them are actually professional professionals. More, most of them are bloggers, content creators, and they need uh, to get the, the easiest tool to to create uh, to get the word out there. Awesome. So what you're saying is, you know, there might be more integrations as Gutenberg comes out, but at the moment it's relatively light. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so what kind of, you know, looking forward to the future, what kind of things does Elementor have in the works that we can look forward to? Well, we're exploring, I would say, several directions, but two specific directions is how Elementor will provide a better solution for a site-wide a website. So in terms of handling colors and fonts and how templates work together, plus other areas that we haven't uh, dealt with before, like pop-ups. So these are the directions that we're currently uh, working on. Yeah, I know. Yeah, handling colors and, and that kind of thing. One of the first times that I was looking at using a page builder, we decided not to because the particular site was for a uh, brand standards site. And uh, most of the page builders gave too much control in terms of color and those kinds of things. So have you guys looked into how easy it would be to restrict certain features? Well, that's definitely an issue. And the solution is not simple. And you don't want everything to be custom down. We're trying to do, uh, I mean, the the recent features that we, we came up with actually try to allow you to you know, change it once and have it affect on multiple pages and and uh, throughout your site. So that's a, an important direction because you don't want to decide, uh, you know, the the color of your titles every time you write, you know, your headlines every time you write uh, the blog post. You want it to get uh, sort sort of a default. And we already have a, a certain solution, but it's not complete. So we're working on improving it. We recently also launched the Navigator, and it this had a a great impact because it allowed you to, when you're creating long form content or managing a, a landing page that is longer, to actually see a, a map of your entire document and move things around. And it, the response was really positive for this feature. 
So we're really happy with this uh, direction. It's not just understanding that it's not just about designing a certain section, but actually managing your whole process. Gotcha. So in other words, you can have a landing page that's got, I don't know, 150 elements on it and be able to easily manage. Consistency is is key here and you don't want to think about it. If you if you think of brands like MailChimp that have so many blog posts and so many landing pages and they want to remain consistent, they don't want the designers and the writers to you know, rack their brains every time they want to create new content. So that's it's a huge workflow improvement to give them the tools to manage everything on a more global scale and um, be, uh, you know, brand consistent and uh, more aligned to to the general uh, guidelines of the brand. Uh, So, uh, you know, most people, when they talk about a page builder, it's obviously about building the content for that one specific page. But I've talked to a few people and it's, I find it interesting. It sounds like people are interested in site builders, right? So being able to not just create the pages, but to create an entire site. So a lot of people have trouble figuring out like what types of pages they need for what type of business they have and things like that. Is that a, anything that you guys have considered at any time or? Well, I think page builder is more a, a historical uh, thing that because we, th- this is what we came up with when we launched and because this is what the industry is used to, but it's definitely going into the direction of website building and e-commerce building so we are definitely exploring it. It's important for us. Even though, you know, I don't want to, you know, uh, minimize the, the effect of landing pages and their importance on marketers. So we still have uh, this focus in our minds, but uh, definitely maybe a, a larger importance is the website building right now. So when you say website building, can you just reiterate like what what those key concepts are in terms of how you would define it? Well, you have a professional website builder and he gets, he or she gets uh, hired by the client and they start off the project. They don't want to just create the landing page. They want to, first of all, ship the entire project and do it, uh, you know, with prototyping and, and, uh, and everything. And next, next they want to box it and maybe use it again. So that that's pretty much uh, you know the entire solution that uh, that we're keen to, to explore. Yeah, I got a question about yeah. Elementor. Can you tell us a little more about the the size of the business? I would assume when like I have a plugin, right, and it has ten thousand <laughs> users. So yours is is it a hundred times more popular or is it a thousand? I can't do the math right now, but um, you know, tell us about the company, how many employees you guys have stuff like that. We are, if I'm not mistaken, reaching uh, 40 employees right now. And most of them are situated uh, here in our uh, in-house, uh, in our headquarters in uh, Tel Aviv. Uh, we're growing. So uh, you know, a, a large portion is the um, the support and the developers, and marketing, of course, and uh, yeah, we're we're expanding the team design, and we're expanding the team, and uh, you know, it has their its challenges because we when we started out, we launched on June uh, twenty sixteen, 
and then we were five people. <laughs> so we managed to grow very fast. Yeah, now we're 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 um, we're dealing with all the challenges and it's uh, of this rapid growth and it's really exciting. It's amazing it's really, to me because I don't know any other really fun. plugins in general um, where you have that many people. So tell us a little about support. How does support work for you guys? Do you guys support the WordPress.org version or do you have to have a paid version to get support? Well, we try to answer uh, tickets uh, as best we can in in the .org but uh, yeah when people upgrade to pro they get uh, you know the premium support and that's where m- most of the uh, support members uh, answer the ticketing system so so that's basically yeah that's a that's a key reason why users uh, want to upgrade they want some help they want a certain uh, issue to deal with or yeah and then they they upgrade about the gpl with the pro version i know obviously anything that's in the wordpress repository everything has to be gpl tell me why the pro version is not gpl'd well first of all we built elementor pro as a separate plugin so when you uh, it's not a light version you when you upgrade to pro you have the elementor plugin and you have the elementor pro plugin and you can uh, deactivate the pro version and and continue with the the free one but we are strong believers in gpl we have 10 different plugins that are gpl including various uh, and successful plugins uh, for activity log for uh, accessibility we're eager to be uh, uh, GPL. Problem with Elementor Pro is the business model. Uh, currently, there, if you, you, you search, you can find a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of pirated versions. And uh, this has a, a, a negative impact, not just for us. I, I discussed this with uh, other uh, plugin developers. And uh, it's a huge issue and uh, can, can put large constraints on the business model especially if you're your GPL. So we're trying to work it out and we have several uh, ideas how to solve it in terms of licensing. So uh, we're working on it and hopefully we'll be able to um, to have some solutions so, so soon. Makes sense to me. Well, tell us a little about your kind of ha- how you got into, obviously this is WP square one. And so the whole point, I don't know in, in Israel, if the, um, what square one means to you guys, um, you know, but it's kind of the, what square one is, if you could go back to square one, um, you know, and start over. We call it point zero, I think. Point zero. In, in Hebrew. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the version right before 1.0, right? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Right, exactly. So, um, so we'll have to change the name of the podcast here. Uh, point zero. Definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll I'll do that for you guys. So, what's what would you do differently if you could start from the beginning? Whether it be you personally, you know, getting involved in the WordPress community, or just in Elementor in general. Wow, that's a great question. I actually don't think I would do anything uh, differently because uh, it the development came pretty much uh, organically after after we launched and I think we put 
a good enough balance between what we did what, what I did in terms of, of marketing the product getting the word out and uh, now it's shifting because when you reach a, a certain size you need to do actions that are that are different to keep the same growth rate so I'm more focused on what what are the next steps but I think we we, we actually did pretty well in terms of what we did and how we spread our, our efforts around. So if we uh, flip the question and ask what was one of the best things you think you did, what would you say that was? I think the two things that pop into mind or the three things are uh, outreach. So if s- someone starts a new plugin right now, I would suggest try to communicate with the most influential uh, people and try to get into the spirit of the WordPress uh, community because that's that's huge and people are sincerely helpful in this uh, community. I would also, in the same line, I would also put a large emphasis in creating uh, the right community. Uh, so we have a, a very active uh, Facebook group that uh, also is, is act like you know ambassadors of the product. Thinking about the community you're building and uh, thinking how you can uh, contribute to them and help them, that's, that's a good uh, uh, rule of thumb. Uh, and email marketing is also has been also great for us, you know, because it's true what uh, they say. It's the the best uh, marketing channel because you can really communicate with your audience. You don't just you know send a, a Twitter tweet and reach like ten uh, percent of your audience, but you send an an email and everyone gets the email. So so start building your list early on. I think th- these are the the three things. There are a few other things like, uh, you know, like videos that were pretty successful. And uh, looking back now that I, I I think about it, what I would put more focus on is what we were actually ch- trying to change right now, trying to find the best ways to educate um, our audience. Um, think of, of the best, because when you in the past we we had we've had a lot of feature releases almost every week and every time you you release a feature release you need to worry about you know getting the word out and everything but you also need to worry about education because what we discovered is that no matter how big the feature is and helpful the feature is if people don't don't understand it um then it it's uh, they they won't use it so this is something that is super important to think about and uh, try to figure out. And it's it's a super uh, difficult task. Now you make me want to go look and see uh, if you have a YouTube channel and what all's on there. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you go if you go early on, then it's I think we've done well. well we were understaffed, so now we're doing better. I think. Yeah, but I would think so with 40. So, well, I'm excited about where you guys are going just because of the fact that you hit uh, in two years, you know, you've hit over a million installs. And I know I'm on your your mailing list, so I get a decent amount of communication from you guys about uh, features. And I, I keep seeing this new feature, this new feature, and this new feature. So you're definitely telling the truth concerning that. I'm excited, you know, for for the future for you guys. Yeah, definitely. And uh, 
there's a lot of challenges. We're also now focusing a lot on creating the right uh, focus on the target audience that uses Elementor the most. You know, what we're aiming for, because there's a varied, uh, you know, um, audience of people that from marketers and, and designers and developers and newbies all using the same tool. So we're, we're trying to figure out what is the be- best approach to to um, to help the users that need us most and we're we're definitely uh, starting to to do that much better than we did when we started so that this opens uh, a lot of interesting ways w- in which we can communicate better better with our audience well we'll have to reach out to you in a year or two and see how things have changed and what that uh million mark will look like maybe you'll hit the the two million mark in the i don't know near future five five, five. let's try five <laughs> <laughs> yeah doubling is not enough yeah <laughs> sounds good we'll call it five to ten just to be safe yeah, and... yeah. well i mean i guess as as wordpress grows it, you had mentioned 30 percent that that number how many websites you know the percentage of the web websites out there using WordPress, you know, is massive. And it's, it's definitely going up as the market just continues to grow. You'll have growth just by just by default, hopefully with your, uh, your marketing skills, you know, well, you know, there there's also we, we have to be aware that there is a huge competition from other platforms, Wix in, in uh, specifically. So, uh, you know, we're trying to do our end in promoting WordPress uh, because uh, they're, they're not stalling and, and a lot of uh, users out there are contemplating, okay, I can buy hosting and install uh, WordPress and, and run through all the, that uh, that hassle or I can just, you know, uh, open it with one click. So we're trying to make it an easier process for users to onboard and build their websites without having to deal with the PHP code and the the the, the, the theme files, and that's a that's a also a challenging potential because the competitors aren't um, you know sitting back and they they are also you know doing a lot of steps to catch up with WordPress and hopefully the the open source and democratized content will win. Normally does. Thanks for joining us, Ben. I know you are bpines1 on Twitter. Is there any other information contact-wise that you would like to uh, share? Or is that uh, is that the best way for people who want to reach out to you to contact you? Uh, well, of course, download the plugin and uh, join the mailing list to get emails from me. Not too many. Um, if you're interested in becoming more uh, uh, active, you can join the Facebook group, Elementor Community. And, uh, you know, people post questions there and, uh, and share their websites. So that's the best ways to, to contact. If you're uh, a developer, you can join uh, our GitHub and contribute uh, there. That's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us and uh yeah hopefully we'll be able to chat at some time in the future and catch up and see where you guys are at so uh thanks for joining us all right have a good rest of the day thanks yeah thanks talk to you soon